0: Hi, my name is Mark Johnson. I'm the National Customs and Trade Control Director at Kootenarble. I'm also known affectionately in Kootenarble UK as Mr Brexit. And I know that a lot of people are tired of wading through the news and trying to figure out what the impact of the UK leaving the EU will have on their business. This podcast will cover the burning questions we're all asking about how Brexit will affect trade and the logistics industry. I'll have guests joining me to explain and discuss the different topics. And for this first episode, my colleague, Joanna, will be asking me some questions to give you a bit of an introduction into the sometimes confusing world of Brexit negotiations. In today's episode, we'll introduce you to what is happening with the Brexit transition period currently, what is left to be decided and how you can start preparing your business.
1: Thanks, Mark. Uh, First of all, let's start with why you're our Mr Brexit. Tell me what you've been doing for the past few years.
0: Yes, since October 2017, when I was fortunate enough to be invited to the House of Commons. After this meeting, I was approached by someone who explained that they liked what I had to say. They said I was keeping it simple. After that meeting, I was asked whether I would be prepared to join the UK Government's Border Delivery Steering Group. That engagement has grown with many other government departments being involved. The engagement saw me being included in key stakeholder calls that were facilitated by Theresa May, when she was Prime Minister, even a visit to number 10 in December 2018. With the new government that came in place in July 2019, there was a different engagement a particularly direct engagement with Michael Gove, MP. This new engagement has subsequently developed with the UK government now agreeing to pay for Koolanagal one day a week of my time to share my knowledge and act as a key stakeholder, trusted advisor and a critical friend. The most important thing here is that we are the only party around the table from the logistics sector and that has a contract. No other organisation
1: has it. That is very impressive indeed. All right. So we can definitely trust you when when you're talking about Brexit then. Um, And you mentioned keeping it simple when you talked about why the government wanted to kind of engage with you even more about Brexit. So that is a really big deal for me, especially. I mean, all the terminology used about Brexit can be really, really confusing. Mm -hmm. So can you give me a bit of a description of what's happening right now? So
0: what's happening now? So we formally left the EU on the 31st of January 2020 and we're in a transition period. What does that mean? There are no additional requirements needed for goods moving between the EU and the UK and vice versa. This will apply up to 2300 hours GMT on the 31st of December 2020. So. Either with or without an EU UK free trade agreement, we will require to complete customs declarations. Oh, and by the way, a safety security declaration for every consignment. Every consignment that moves between both parties. Without an agreement, these declarations will need needed to be completed at the border at the time it crosses the border. With an agreement, they will still need to be completed, but the how, where, and when may be different. Even from the UK's own government statistics, we produce around 50 million declarations per annum today for all third country shipments. But as of the 1st of January 2021, we will be required to complete declaration for the all EU movements. This requirement will increase that 50 million by 250 million declarations per annum.
1: Wow, that's that's a serious number.
0: <laughs> yeah, we sh- what we shouldn't forget is that... Uh, that that is the customs declaration but if we do not negotiate either to stay in the safety and security decora- uh, regime we will have to also complete a declaration for the safety and security which again is for every consignment that moves in and out the country. So that effectively doubles that 300 million with a demand because of the safety and security declaration.
1: OK, so you can really see how that will, could have an impact. You can't do a podcast at the moment, I don't think, without asking about coronavirus or COVID-19. So how has the Brexit process so far been impacted by that?
0: So COVID-19 in itself wasn't actually having any impact on the Brexit planning and the end of the transition period in the UK government, even though all of our industry bodies, BIFA, FTA, RHA and the CILT had written to the UK government saying that we need to extend the, the transition period because we've effectively lost a two-day, three months of Brexit planning, and it was impossible for us as an, an industry and businesses to also be ready for the end of the transition period. And when, when organisations are investing so much time in protecting their business from COVID-19, I know that a number of large businesses also wrote to the governments, giving them the same message. But the UK government were adamant they were not going to extend the transition period, And it was in law. And that was it. However, whilst all UK government departments had been deployed into COVID-19 planning, the one department that wasn't was the border delivery group. They remained focused on working through what was need to be done for the end of the transition period. Because COVID-19 has had an impact, without a doubt, we've taken three months' preparation out of the process so far, the UK government have announced on Friday the 12th of June a light-touch regime that they're going to roll out over uh, over three stages up to the 1st of July. But the important thing is it's only for imports only. So no extension to the transition period, but a light touch for six months into 2021. So what does this light touch look like? Effectively, as from the 1st of January, traders who are importing non-controlled goods will only need to prepare basic customs requirements. They will not have to submit their own declarations, full declarations, until the 1st of July 2021. All they will have to do is keep an entry in their de- declarance records to be able to reconcile come July what moved between January and July to submit the final declaration and subsequently pay the duty for those declarations, for those shipments that moved in that period. However. If they want to, of course, they can choose to do the declarations right from the word go. But the idea of this easement is to just let businesses have that extra time to get themselves ready. That's non-controlled goods. However, it's really important to know that the easement does not apply for controlled goods. What are controlled goods? Well, such as excise, so alcohol, tobacco, maybe toxic chemicals. All these goods will require a full declaration at importation, in line with goods that move to the EU but to the UK from the rest of the world. So, no different. They need the declaration at the time they arrive. So, it's really important that whilst the government have announced this light touch. It is only part of the businesses that is going to be able to seek that live touch. So the the light touch also applies to goods of uh, product of animal origin, such as pet feed, honey, milk, egg products, plants and plant products. They are classed as SPS goods. The period of time for them to have the ability to not have to declare anything will be from the 1st of January through to April. As from April there will be a requirement to have production of the health certificates and the import declaration before it arrives at the border out of the EU. So that relaxation only applies up to the 1st of April. Once we get to the 1st of April, all goods that are product from animal origin will require to do the declaration the same way as the the controlled goods. So then the last element is July 2021, when, regardless of product or anything, full declarations for everything and relevant duties will be required to be paid, as we do with third-country shipments today, unless, of course, we have an EU-UK free trade agreement that agrees something different. But the point to be made here is there is no free trade agreement with a third country, with the EU, where there are not declarations. There might not be any duties, but they still have to complete a declaration. So with regards to the Canadian free trade agreement, we have a brilliant free trade agreement with the EU and a lot of the, a lot of the, the tariffs are duty free. However, there is still a declaration that needs to be required. The only possibility, as far as the free trade agreement is concerned, is that whilst you might need to do a declaration, the agreement within the EU might be that you can do that on a monthly submission and a self-assessment if there are any duties applicable. So it's starting to get a little bit complicated and the detail needs to play
1: out. So you think that people need to be sort of starting to really think about this and what it means for their business, even though there is going to be a light touch kind of start point?
0: Yep, I mean, to me, the light touch obviously is a help, but we really can't ignore the fact that it doesn't matter whether there's a free trade agreement or not, a declaration is going to be completed for non controlled and controlled goods. So, your preparation might as well start now. How they're going to be, re- how organizations are going to reconcile. What happens if they exercise that that first stage of not doing anything until the 1st of July? That is something that needs to be considered. How the border controls will work when you have mixed controlled and non controlled goods on imports. And of course, all of that staging only applies to imports, as I've already mentioned. All export procedures have no staging at all. It will be dependent, obviously, on what the EU wants for a UK export. What do they want when it arrives in the EU? So as far as staging or any relaxation, it will not apply to exports.
1: OK, I see. So exports are one of the things that kind of still needs to be figured out. Is there anything else sort of major that you think needs to be discussed and figured out before the end of the transition period?
0: Yeah, lots, but it's all the devil in the details. So we've received, as from the 12th of June, high level border operating model. We've had sight from that from the UK government. But of course, it is a massive subject and there's many questions that need to be bottomed out and asked and then shared with the business community so that they can be as ready as they can be.
1: Okay, great. So let's say I'm an importer or an exporter of goods to the EU. What should I be doing to get ready for Brexit at the moment?
0: So you need to have your antenna out to make sure that you pick up all of the changes that are going to happen from the 1st of January through to the 1st of July, and what you are going to have to do at the border. You need to ensure you keep a record of all imports that move from the 1st of January 2021, if you're not going to get your declarations completed as from the 1st of January, you need to be ensuring that you utilise the stages that the government have introduced. But bear in mind that come July, you will have to reconcile anything that you've moved if you're not doing the declaration at the time of import through that period. So regardless of the above that I've mentioned, you need to ensure that on your commercial invoice, you have a full description of goods, ideally showing a classification, commodity code or HS code. They're all the same thing. They're just just call cool different names across the industry. If you have that on your commercial invoice, it makes life a lot easier for everyone particularly if you're an organisation that only quotes product numbers or SKU numbers, that doesn't mean anything to an intermediary that is trying to complete a customs declaration on your behalf. So you need a clear description and classification code if possible. You need to ensure you've prepared a letter of employment from the importer record to ensure that if you have an intermediary completing declarations on your behalf, they have that empowerment to make sure they can quote that to customs if if they're asked to you need to ensure you are aurora registered and you have your aurora registration number in the uk and the eu anyone interested in how to do that you can find the link on our on our website under the brexit community understand the new duty rates that you're going to apply so the government have already rolled out the UK global tariff. So you can start looking at under commodity codes to understand what the duty rate would be in a no-deal Brexit if we don't have a free trade agreement between the EU and recognise that the UK government have also announced that you will be able to postpone VAT at the time of import. So as we do today for third countries, you have to account for VAT at the time of import. The government announced in the budget that they were going to reintroduce, postpone VAT accounting. So as from the 1st of January, you can postpone the VAT rather than paying at an import. Now that is a big, big positive for industry because it not only applies for goods between the EU and the UK, it also applies for third country goods that arrive. So anything that you're paying VAT on at the time of import for third country will not need to be paid as from the 1st of January. So that will have a good cash flow impact. Obviously, if we don't have a deal or we have a deal where duty rates are applicable, you need to reconcile that against what you're saving on VAT and what you're paying on duty in the new world. And so not much then yeah and that basically brings <laughs> us to the end yeah
1: okay so um i think also actually I forgot a big one which is listen to this podcast in the future so you can get the uh the inside scoop from you
0: yeah so what we'd <laughs> like to do is continue with this podcast we want to make sure that we can do it as regularly as the government is 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 providing updates so that we can keep you as informed as we can along the journey
1: And we'll put the link to our website in the show notes as well so that if you're interested in looking at more of the detail that Mark's given then you can go along and have a look at that link and get yourself ready.
0: And thank you for listening everybody. I hope it's been a useful insight to the world of Brexit and in particular the end of the transition period. Tune in next time for even more updates and information to get yourself ready for January 2021. Thank you.